Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode. <laughs> That's huge. That, that was huge. And uh, if you can't tell, it's our first live episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. Uh, my name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. But even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree. How do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? Well, our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us. So we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Joe. How are you, buddy? I'm good looking, Joe. <laughs> Well-dressed. I have a blazer on right it's, now. It's definitely the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why do you have a jacket on? Because I'm cold. You're Thank cold. You. Yeah. In, like under the lights on stage, you're cold? I was freezing up here, Joe. You're freezing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just curious. Are there other options that help you warm up from time to time or like... Or like at night, when you're like cold in bed, do you get up and like put a suit on? (laughs) (laughs) No, but during the day when I'm cold, I do walk around in a comforter, Joe. (laughs) It's gorgeous. And it's Grace Church branded, I'm just saying. So (laughs) this actually is beautiful. It's like really warm and cozy and keeps me warm at night. So does this. So uh, today... (laughs) We're really glad that we could be here at our annual leadership summit and address. Uh, they actually submitted some questions for us. And if you've never listened to the podcast before, that's one of the ways in which we get our topics is our listeners support and, and, and submit different topics for us. They ask questions and then we get into them right here in mixed messages. And our leaders submitted a lot of questions and we're actually going to address a lot of those in future episodes. But today we're going to look at a very common thread that kind of poked its head through and all the submissions. And so, Jeff, if you're ready, here we go. Yep. All right. So basically, life is nuts. Uh, We're all trying to follow. We're all trying to lead. Um, But there's always that thing that's in the back of our minds. It's the stressor, right? And so for some of us, it's the internal pressures. Uh, Some of us, it's the work situation that's going on. Some of us, it's the life chaos or the faltering relationship or our changing passions or just some circumstance that's throwing itself at us constantly. And it seems like life doesn't seem to leave us alone, no matter how much intentionality we try to put behind our life. And so today's episode is going to be on kind of a two-part question. First of all, how do we follow and lead well with those constant stressors? Mm -hmm. And then is there a way to even remotely look at rest amidst all the stress? Yes, there are uh, ways to do that. We'll just start with the beginning one. Like, how do you follow and lead well? So I, I would say this, if, if when you're stressed out and when you're over max, which is every leader everywhere, right? So uh, we're, we're talking, you know, to, to uh, our live audience here, if you're listening to this, but we're talking to leaders within the church that are looking and saying, we're trying to pour our lives into people and uh, we're trying to lead in the evenings, on the weekends, kind of those kind of places and and do that. Uh, But you guys, you also go to work, and uh, many of you lead at work, or the frustrations of what's happening in our world are around you. You're waiting for a part. You can't get enough employees. 
like all those kind of things that are always entering into, into your life. And so as a Christ follower, when I'm thinking about leadership, this is going to sound weird at first, uh, instead of thinking about leadership, you need to think about following first, right? So to be a good leader for Jesus, you need to follow first. Christian leaders, uh, Christ-centered leaders, are not primarily leaders. They're primarily followers. And most of the time, when, when we are depleted spiritually and we're depleted in our, in our kind of our spiritual bandwidth to lead, it's usually because we're doing that in some version of our own power or we feel a pressure to do that from our own creativity or our own uh, abundance. So we would tend to think like this. We all think like this. We would tend to think, when I have extra, I'll use it to lead. Well, in a world that we live in, whether it's family on or not, we don't have extra, and it's not coming. It doesn't go away, right? It, 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 the, the pressure that we live under, it just changes from season to season. So when you're in, when you're in college, because collective's in the house, and our young adults are in here, um, yeah, they're the, they're the fun ones back there. Uh, they, your pressure is going to be, I got a job or two, I have school, I have exam, like it's never going to break. What's the next step of my life? When you get into a, a younger phase of life, it's usually some kind of a career pressure. Then it turns into kids, and then you have kids. And I like to joke, like, I, I know Heidi and I live through our 30s, but I don't remember them, right? <laughs> and it's because we were just kid zone. Then the pressure shifts to teenager zone. Then the pressure changes to the families changing because it never, ever, ever goes away. So as a leader, if I'm waiting to have an abundance to give, I'll never have it. You just have to realize that, right? And this is why the scripture says it's in our weakness that we are made strong. If as a Christian leader, I can look and remember that I am first a follower. And so my strength does not come from within me, just like my wisdom doesn't, just like spiritual impact doesn't. My wisdom is God working through me, a lot of times despite of me, and if I'm looking for that strength and I'm looking for that joy of the Lord, which then is my strength, what I have to kick into is followship mode, right? So it's, when I'm the most depleted, um, this is when I need to be the most focused on spending time with Christ. I need to be the most focused on spending time in God's word, I need to be the most focused in, in, in intentionally turning my anxiety and cares over to him, right? And that's actually the discipline that needs to come into our, our lives. And we can, we can talk about schedules and stuff here in a minute. I think that's the second part of your question. But the first part is that, that, I, that that is usually what is missing in my life, and I sacrificed it for the sake of getting one more thing done in my own strength, right? I'm like, I don't have time for that because I need to accomplish this, and so I, I throw it in there. 
So I would say on a very practical level, what that means is this, is somewhere between the busyness of life and the weight of leadership, I need to put in what I call followship, which is not a word, but it's a concept that I created and will probably get made fun of for later. But it's, it's this <laughs> followship, right? I go from work, I'm gonna lead a, a small group that night, somewhere in that transition, I need 20 minutes. And I need 20 minutes to reset my relationship with God and to reset my, my spirit, to ask the Lord to empower me and, and fill me, right? And that can be a drive. That can be sitting in the driveway a little bit longer than you need to so you can shif- shift gears as you're, as you're walking through your house. But I, I have to put that time in there so that I can re-engage spiritually as a follower, so that I can be in tune as a leader to, to go forward, right? And this is not, these are not like um, things that you guys deal with that like the professionals don't, right? I've been convicted many times that I, I'm getting ready to stand up and preach on like a Sunday morning. I haven't even said hello to the Lord. I got up, got cleaned up, came over here, trying to eat something, trying to get the tech done, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm about ready to stand up and, and ask the Spirit of God to speak through me to bring the Word of God alive. And I haven't even said hi to Jesus. And it's because I don't have time. See, I'm so busy getting ready to lead that I bumped the very thing that I need in my life. So I, I think that's the critical element, and, it, and it, I, don't, I don't want it to sound self-righteous, I don't want it to sound overly spiritual, but it is a big part of the answer. And I, and I don't think it has to be, you know, two hours in the morning prayer, meditating, and, and that kind of stuff. You know, if, if you can do that, fantastic. Most people can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it does have to be some sense of I'm engaging with God I'm stepping aside, I'm being with him, and I'm focusing on him. And, and this is simply kind of our way of living out Jesus' pattern, sure. where he, he would pull away, he would be with his father, and then he would re-engage whatever he needed to re-engage. Yeah, and to, to a relative degree, this is a, a no-matter-what principle. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons why the Apostle Paul said to pray without ceasing. Yep. It's not so much go away for the two hours every day, but like how are you engaging the Lord throughout the day um, and, and making those impacts uh, on a regular basis? Um, my wife and I, we do that from time to time. Like We might not have a knock them dead conversation every day, but we try to stay in contact through texting and a little bit of that back and forth, and um, that might be what it looks like with the Lord from time to time as well. I think so, and, and, and I think in that, you're, you wind up being led by the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. Uh, you, you wind up having your strength renewed. You know, it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing how quickly the Lord can change my attitude, my outlook, my thought process if I ask Him to. Sure. You know? And so it's just that. It's just, it's just remembering, like, I'm about ready to enter into a spirit. If I'm coaching six-year-olds at game day on Tuesday night, I'm entering into a spiritual leadership role. 
right? It's, it's what I'm doing. If I am uh, hosting at the church building, I'm gonna make the coffee and say hi to people. I'm entering into a spiritual leadership role. And if I, can, if I can just remember that or schedule that or build a habit with that and go to the Lord first and invite him into it, um, he is sympathetic and merciful, <laughs> right? So he's not going to look and say, well, I don't know, you didn't, you, you know, you didn't uh, get up and pray for three hours this morning. He's going he's gonna to look and say, you know, it's, it's good to hear from you, and I, I want to empower you to do what I've called you to do. Yeah. I once heard it said that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react. And if we aren't dialed into the Lord, those reactions, it's going to be very, very hard to do it in a way that the Lord is empowering us to do. Yeah. We're going to be really, really struggling there. So there's always these things in the back of our mind, and they always kind of plague us a little bit to be stressors. Um, like, how, how do we mindset-wise maybe start to prioritize those things? Because there could be people listening right now, whether they're in the room or listening to the podcast, like, Jeff, that's a great principle, but I mean, I'm already only getting five hours of sleep. I'm already feeling like I'm going sun up to way past sundown. I do not know where to put this in. Like, what are some of the things that you might encourage them to, maybe it's looking to cut something out or maybe, like, what would you say to that person yeah. that feels strapped? Well, if you're getting five hours of sleep, I mean, that's <laughs> a little bit ridiculous. No wonder you look terrible, Joe. I, I just, I, we've all been worried about you. I know. I've never seen you so beat up and worn down like this right now. I mean, the way you're dressing is... It's like you didn't even think about it when you got up this morning. It's a little bit accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think, of course, there's this place where we get overloaded in life, and, and that, is, um, that is taking a look at your... Um, your priorities and saying, I got to decide what's in, what's out. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that a lot of times the reason that we get so busy and we get so strapped down is because other people are dictating our lives to us instead of us asking the Lord to show us what's valuable, what's eternal, what's not, right? So when we get into these rhythms where um, I'm going, I'm getting up and going to work, um, maybe you have a high pressure job and I don't think, I don't, I know very few people that work eight hour days anymore. So it's 10 hours later, you know, you're leaving the office, you're coming home. A lot of stuff then is things that we feel like we have to be involved with. So I have to, the kids have to do this and the kids have to do that and the kids, and I would look at that and I'd say, do they though? I mean, do they? Like, I would double click on that. Like, do your kids even want to be involved in those activities or is that just a social pressure that they feel? Uh, the kids have to get good grades. Do they though? Did you? I mean, do, do, they, do they, is that a pressure? Where is that pressure coming from? And why is it so intense? The house has to look like this. Things have to function. And a lot of that stuff is, is the outside coming in. That's part of it, is looking and saying, um, uh, are we, do we have things in our life that are not of eternal value and that are really not moving our, for, our family forward? You have to ask some of those questions. The kids playing soccer two hours a night is not moving your family forward. 
And when the coach is getting more quality time with your children than you are, you should double-click on that. And if that's a year-round process, because we move from sport to sport to sport, you should double-click on that, right? Um, if, if your activities, you know, if, if you're on the golf course and you're in the hobby and you're doing whatever you do and your family's begging for you, those are not things of eternal value. They, they're out of place or out of season in your life. That's part of it. I think another part of it is, is I, I think sometimes we're dishonest, honestly, about how we spend our time. And so we'll look and say, I'm so stressed. I got school. I got work. I'm just so stressed. I don't have any time. And I'm like, Did, but you, you know everything that happened in Daredevil, <laughs> right? You, you know, you, how, did you, how, did, how many hours does it take to defeat a video game? Like, let's be honest about this. And these are choices that we're making, right, and investments that we're making. And then what happens a lot of times, uh, we'll, we'll read a book like The Ruthless uh, uh, Elimination of Hurry and, and those kind of things, and what's fascinating to me is we'll read those kind of things or feel that kind of pressure, and the first thing we'll do is we'll say, you know what, that's it, we're cutting back at church. And I'm like, oh, okay, because I don't think volunteering at church uh, is the only way to serve Jesus, but careful, like, like careful. Like if, if the family needs help and health, if you need help and health, you should certainly slow down. And I'm a big, big believer in sabbaticals. Like I think there's times, I'm saying this to a room full of leaders here, I think there's times where it's healthy to say, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna step back. Now I would also say, don't ever do that without a return date. Because you will get out of those habits and you'll lose those muscles very, very quickly. But to take a scheduled, intentional respite, that's another conversation. But to look and say, um, I need me time. Uh, I need to focus on who I am. I'm like, I have a lot of trouble finding that stuff in the scripture. So I do think there is definitely a time and a place where we cut things back in life I think there's a strong discipline and I think an interaction with the Lord which would help us to say, these are the things that need to go first and these are the things that need to go last. And the things that are, the Bible would call them wood, hay, straw, the things that are just earthly stuff, right? The lawn, the soccer, the house, you know, that kind of stuff. That needs to go. Um, then you get into the stuff that's a little bit beefier. That's like the demands of the job. Like is, this, is, this, is me selling my soul to the company store actually of eternal value? Why am I doing that? Why is it so important to me to get the promotions and to make more money? And then you get into the things of like, is our family structured well? Are we too over-involved at, at church or serving or volunteering, Right? But we tend to flip those things around and, and uh, we tend to, when we're tired and burned out, we tend to drop the things that would rebuild us spiritually first, uh-huh. right? Which is gonna compound the, the weariness of, of the soul, yeah. you know? So, and again, I would look at Jesus' life. Je- Jesus 
was an example to us in all these things. He took breaks. He got away from people. He rested. He ran from crowds occasionally, right? He, he would do all, he didn't heal everybody. Like he was, he would put limits on things, but he did that so that he could prioritize the will of his father. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I don't have a formula for it. Like every single follower of Jesus needs to figure that out. And they need to figure out like how that plays out in their life. And we can talk about it and you can get wise counsel from it. And I I think that's a good thing. Um, But I think we need to be careful like what we jump to and careful what we lean into. There there are things that... um, are very distracting and they're, they're like eating sugar. You know, they, they feel so good, so good. Last night when I was eating Fruit Loops and drinking a Pepsi, mm, 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 so good, right? It was delicious, <laughs> try it, Who? right? No. Yes. I'm not trying that. A hundred percent. Oh, like you haven't tried that. No, I don't. first Joe. of all, Coke is far superior to Pepsi, so why, <laughs> Pepsi's not in my house. Are Fruit Loops? No. Joe? No, Joe. they're not. What, uh, what is? Uh, if Frosted I have cereal in my house, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. See, when Another you said Fruit, Fruit Loops, Loops and Pepsi, everybody was like... <laughs> <laughs> like, no one caught what you were doing. Anyway, go ahead. My point is, <laughs> you, you can fill yourself up on junk real quick, and it's going to leave you nauseous and more depleted more depleted, uh, watching a movie, playing golf, this kind of thing. You can fill yourself up on protein, things that are healthy, and it's going to build muscle, and it's going to give strength. And that's what time with the Lord, that's what feeling like you have the balance of leading your family well, that's what healthy marriage does, right? It's the deeper stuff, the richer stuff that is to be the priority of the spiritual leader. Yeah, that First Corinthians 3 passage you brought up about, you know, the wood, the hay, the straw that gets kind of burnt up through the fire, it gives us the antithesis too. It says, and then there's precious metals and precious yep. stones, and those are left then for us that are everlasting. And so it's not just get rid of these things that maybe aren't that healthy, but like put the effort into going after what is good, what's noble, what's pure, what is praiseworthy, and that suddenly can become a part of the engine that builds up that spiritual muscle. And those are the things, like I, I for instance, I think your, our work, when you look at God's view of work in the marketplace, his view of work in the marketplace is not promotion and compensation, it's people and salt and light. Yep. And, and that is hard to navigate. Like, that's hard to navigate. Um, God placed us there to love people, to proclaim the gospel. And part of how you love people and proclaim the gospel is you do a good job with it, right? And the reality is that when you have a heart attack, they will, they will step over you and get somebody else. And that, ready? That's even true in the church, right? If I get hit by a bus on the way home, you're going to have services next week. It's true. My calling is to Heidi first, my children, my family, and then the church, 
And, and sorting that through, like it's so important to put it in place. Sorting it through is usually a bunch of adjustments. It's, it's not like this grant, do, do this, you'll be fine. It's this bunch of adjustments. But it's starting with who God has called me to be and looking and saying, is that correctly in place? If sports is damaging my family, they go. If school is damaging, I mean, the kids got to pass stuff, but then it, like, it gets reprioritized down. And for the people of God, it's, it's, our, it's, it's our marriages, it's our family, it's our personal relationship with Christ. It's the body of Christ is to be way high on that priority list. You put those two or three things in and see what's left over, and, and suddenly you know what to start rearranging and what to start working. And, and all of that has to be navigated through in your relationship with Christ and through the leading of the Holy Spirit. I cannot give you, a, I can give you counsel on it. I can't give you a formula for it. Um, but it's how you start to bring solutions to that question. Yeah, I love, <clears throat> excuse me, I love what you're saying there. Paul says that we should uh, imitate him as we imitate Christ. And if our lives aren't following after Jesus, then our leadership isn't worth following. We're not trying to get people to do our strategies. We're trying to get people closer and closer to Jesus. And so if our lives are crumbling before the Lord, and I don't mean that life doesn't have its ups and downs, but I mean we're not even going after him, then no matter what we're teaching, no matter what we're leading, no matter what strategy we're laying out in front of people, what are we leading them toward? Yeah. It's absolutely empty. Now, here in our last few minutes, Jeff, I want to kind of go back to that second question a little bit and just say, okay, so I'm supposed to get rid of some of these things that maybe aren't that important. I need to react well. I need to make sure I'm following the Lord first. That's pinnacle. That's absolutely there. I need to give myself to the things that are uh, precious metals, precious stones, things of eternal value. Does that mean that rest is impossible? No. Okay, so how, how do we, we kind of sort of pull that into the whole equation? I, I, think, uh, I think I would give kind of practical counsel this way. Um, uh, one, Heidi and I have talked about this a lot over the years. Uh, we tend to think in terms of seasons. So there's seasons when we've been less available, when, when, we had, when the kids were little and we're just slammed with parenting. That was not the season for us to be involved in this, this, and this. That changes, which means that we're able to involve ourselves in things differently. Uh, If you're a a young adult or you're in school, you're in a season that you should do things and try many things and do radical things because you're old enough that you don't need your mama to sign the permission slip, and generally you're young enough that you're not burdened with life. You usually don't own the house and have a kid and that kind of stuff. So you're in a season that you should really go hard and fast after maybe who God has made you to be and discover that a little bit, right? If you're in a season of teenagehood where you got lots of teenage kids, uh, what happens, uh, those of you who are young parents, parenting young children is labor-intensive. Like, they, you got to wipe them, and you got to get them to bed, and they can't bathe themselves, and those kind of things. Parenting teenagers is emotionally intensive. They scare you to death. 
and, and what they wrestle with and what they're thinking through and what they're struggling with. And you're like, I don't, have you made a decision or are you just talking? Like, I don't know what to do, right? It, it's incredibly emotionally intensive. It's draining to do that. So I know that, that Heidi and I have often felt like we don't have a lot of bandwidth to carry emotional weight for other people right now because we're trying to navigate those things through. When the nest empties... Um, your season changes again. It's fascinating. Um, COVID uh, affected Grace Church and all, every church on the planet. Uh, the people who are returning the slowest to church and to serving and leading are empty nesters, people without children. And you know why? Because they got a taste of freedom. So they're not, they're, they're not obligated to their kids, and they're, they're suddenly not really obligated to ministry, and their kids aren't around to draw them back into circles, and so they're like, you know what, let's just buy a boat. And I would, I would look, and I'd be like, careful with that season, because you're in a prime season to serve and lead and help and love people. I'd be careful with that. Retirement is a prime season prime season to do that. It, you, don't, you don't even necessarily have the obligation of work. So don't go rot on a beach, right? If, you, if, if, if you're free and you're financially free and you're alive and you're doing nothing for the Lord, I don't know if he's real motivated to keep you alive. I mean, like, <laughs> you gotta use that, right? You gotta use that. So I think think, think in terms of, of seasons is a big one. Here's another one. Guys, just be honest. Like, I, I think sometimes we're afraid of how people look at us or read us. And I would, I would just encourage you, like, be yourself and be honest. And, and when, you, when you look and say, our family right now needs to serve this way instead of this way. I think that's a, a wonderful thing to say out loud. Um, right now, we're, we're pushed in this way, and, and, and we're going to, we, we need to shift a little bit. We're not bailing, but we need to shift. And I think there, that honesty is really, really important, right? And to be honest with yourself and to be honest with your serving. And if things like your marriage or your kids, or maybe you're caring for elderly parents, or, you know, the, it never ends, right? It never ends. But looking and saying, in this season, this is what we're able to do. I, I need to honor my father and mother. I need to have a strong marriage. I need to raise my kids. I have, I have this to offer, right? And that will change over time. Uh, but looking at that and doing that, I love, uh, we got a big group from Collective back here. And I was talking to uh, Pastor Donnie earlier, who's our sports ministry pastor. And uh, Collective was, they had their leaders on a retreat this weekend. I love that it, it intensely affected our sports ministry, that they were gone. Yep. I'm like, that's incredible. Why? Because they're in a season of freedom, so they serve like mad people. So much so that when they're on a retreat, we're like, man, we got to scram. Like, what are we going to do? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's incredible because they're, they're in that season, and they're like, you know, we're giving, it, we're giving it this way. They won't be able to do that forever. You're not going to be able to always lead volleyball till 1 a.m. in the morning, you know? <laughs> but they can right now, so, so they are. 
So I think sticking in terms of that, I know for uh, Heidi and I, about every 18 months, we have to reevaluate that. And part of that's because we, we have a family and they're forever changing, you know, and, and it's, that's part of it. But about every 18 months, we have to sit down and say, we're going to pull this back, push this up, prioritize this, and, and just keep adjusting um, so that we, we feel like we're, we're healthy in all the ways that we need to be. Jeff, that's super helpful. And as I look around this room and as I think about our listeners, you know, we're all in various stages of leadership. Some of us, we're leading hundreds of people. Some of us, we're leading dozens or even just a few. And then there are those seasons where it's just the people that are in our life that are looking to us and saying, you said you're a Christian. And they're watching just to see what following him looks like. And so wherever, whatever season we find ourselves in, these things matter. Um, I think one of the other temptations is to say, currently I'm not leading. And then we let those following disciplines start to slide away as well because yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. And so as we continue to, to run after this, I don't think this conversation is seasonal. I think it's realizing how do we um, imp- imp- impose this conversation onto whatever season of leadership we happen to be in. Yeah, it, it, I'm looking, am I walking with the Lord? If you're married, is my marriage reflecting Christ? If you have children, do my children know I love them and I'm, am I available to them? Are they available to me? And then I'm a part of the body of Christ. And what does that look like? After that is bowling, golf, school, <laughs> lacrosse, the yard, right? And so when, when those foundational things are in place, that's a big deal. And I want to say this, uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, I'm going to just talk to the leaders in the room right now for a second, but I, it, it's for you too. <laughs> um, I just want to say this. At Grace Church, when you sign up, you do not sign up for life. You can step aside, you can take a sabbatical, you can do something different. And when you look and say, um, I I had a a friend one time that felt like he was called out of full-time ministry. And he said, I feel like I'm letting you down, Jeff. And I said, you're not allowed to say that to me. There's no way, he had served for seven years. I said, there's no way that you're gonna give your life to the people of grace and to the Lord in full-time ministry for seven years and walk away feeling like you're a disappointment and you failed. That is nonsense, right? So we get to take breaks. We get to change. We, we, we get to do different things. Our families get to struggle. Our kids get to need us. Our marriages get to have focus on them when they need them. Your aging parents get to have you serve them and honor them, right? That, that, is, that has to be our environment even as, as leadership, right? Now, what we don't get to do is throw it all away for the lake house. <laughs> Let the coaches raise our kids, right? So we, we circle back. We circle back. But in that process, especially as a leadership community, we need to love each other, help each other, walk with each other, uh, bear with each other, right? 
And I think in all of that, uh, God's glorified and He builds His church, right? Which is what we're, we want to be about. It's so good. Um, I want to take that advice and I want to, no, I'm sorry, I, need, I need to quit this time. You can't fire me. <laughs> it's too, I think I fired you before we started the podcast. Well, this is an awkward episode then. <laughs> um, in all reality, thank you for that. I think the encouragement goes a long way. And as I look out in this room, I see a lot of people that have given uh, some incredible time, some incredible service. And uh, many of them I know are, have a vision for continuing and how they can do that moving forward. And when they picture the people that they're leading, their heart breaks and gets excited for what Jesus is doing. So thanks for that. Um, well, if you ever want this podcast to address a certain topic, you can always submit questions at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Or if we can help you take unique next steps, whether you're listening right now or whether you're watching right here in the room, um, that's what we want to do. We're a church. We want to help each other in this journey toward Christ. So let us know and let us walk through those unique things uh, together. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And of course, if you're in the Akron area and you're looking for a church, you can always join us here at any of our Akron area campuses. Or of course, if you're out of the area, you can join us online as well. If you have any used hoodies that are about an extra large, Pastor <laughs> Jeff would love them. And uh, all that said, thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time. Yeah.